Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, and Pagoda. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some bourbon, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 47th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss aging New World cigars, the mystique of tonight's cigar marker, and the merits of the Live Golf lawsuit, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Four Roses Small Batch Select with the Alucione Cruzado in Robusto Classic. The Nicaraguan Puro tonight from Alucione, the Cruzado in Robusto Classic. Uh, a beautiful little cigar, confusing presentation, I would say, as the room peeled off a, I guess, three-inch gold foil and the original... 
gray and silver band of, of this cigar, which kind of encompassed it. It was a very, very confusing presentation. Among a few other things in, in the presentation of these cigars that confused me, not realizing which cigar we had purchased, I thought it was the Robusto, then I find out it's the Robusto Classic, then I thought it was another one because of the gold foil, but there's a couple different presentations of this same cigar. But at the end of the day, this is a Cigar Aficionado's number six cigar of 2021, and it is a 50 ring gauge by five and a quarter cigar. So let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw and the wrapper. Whoa, as I go to cut it, do you guys see the, like, pigtail thing on the top of this? Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's not a pigtail. You see that? I, I don't have a pigtail Look at that. Mine. Look at the top of mine. It wasn't a pigtail. It was... Pigtail you should be able to pinch off. Right. It wasn't that, All but right. it was like... This isn't crazy. Look at his. It looks like a crop circle. No, it's like... It was like a truncated pigtail with no tail. No, but Giz had. There's a tail on his. Look, look at his cigar. Grab look at it. it. Take Grab one. It. Show it to Rooster. You work. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. There is an actual pigtail there, but it's a truncated. So I bought this cigar. I bought these cigars for the pod uh, about a month ago, and I thought that this was a different cigar. I thought it was this cigar. And then I started doing some research on it. I thought it was the Crusado what they call the Morelas Supremas. Then I found out that wasn't the case, which is a very similar presentation to this, but it's a six and a quarter by 52. So that's not the cigar we have because this is only five and a quarter. Very confusing. But anyway, um, what are you guys getting on the cold draw? How's the wrapper? Open, wide open, wide open. I'm getting something on the wrapper. I don't know if it's like a minty flavor or something I, like peppermint. I, I get the same. And, and strangely, sometimes like really aged cigars have that flavor. So it reminds me oddly of like a, a Salem aged vintage cigar. Salem. <laughs> Salem. Light. <laughs> Menthol. Salem light. Marlboro menthols. I, you know, I got to say to your age comment, I do think that these specific singles that we purchased for the pod tonight are an older variation of this Cruzado Robusto. So I definitely think these have some age on them because the current release and what Cigar Aficionado nailed is their number six of this year just has that silver band on it. No gold foil. So I don't know what's going on with these. Fascinating. <laughs> Can we smoke them? <laughs> Let's light this thing, boys. It's the Lucion Cruzado and Robusto Classic. Again, it's a 50 ring gauge by five and a quarter cigar. I'm using my, my white trash lighter. Yeah, that's a creme brulee burner, man. Oh, I've got a story. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I got this thing when I was going down to the beach. At, uh, I bought it at a Wawa. <laughs> and uh, on a whim, eight, seven, eight bucks. And let me tell you this thing, it holds a lot of fuel and it flows, flows, throws some flame off. It stays lit forever. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and uh, you got to be really careful with this POS. It can burn through almost anything. Thing is oh, terrible. what did he do? Senator will, Senator will tell the story. I lit my whole solo case on fire. So th this was a few days ago. We're, we're at our clubhouse. I, I just walk in, Puba's sitting there. He says, oh, look, I've got my white trash lighter I picked up while I was uh, down at the shore. 
And uh, I mean, the flame this thing puts out. It's look, a at this thing. Look, at, look at the flame. Look at the thing. Serious flame. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, I get a glass and I'm going to pour myself something to drink. And I hear the sound of like a butane lighter just running. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. it's just going. It's going for like a really oddly long period of time. It was in the case at that time. No, no, no. It, oh, it, was, it was on outside. top of the case. It was on top. So Puba had put it on top of the case when he was done lighting his cigar. And I'm looking around the room like, where is that sound coming from? And I looked down on the coffee table and I'm like, holy shit, your case is burning. And he's, the thing never turned off. And this jet flame is just going directly into the Sotolo case <laughs> and burned a hole straight through it. Burned oh, a, a hole straight through the carbon fiber of the case. <laughs> You file a class action lawsuit against this company. Yeah, <laughs> what company? Is that no under comp- who? China? Is that is that under warranty? The, the People's Republic of China. That's who I'm gonna sue. There's no brand on this thing. It's got a camouflage, like a like almost like that you'd see in like an '80s, like the Russians would have in like the '80s. It's like blue and gray. And yeah, it's got like that. It's like a camo pattern. It's a camo pattern that like a Ruski would wear. Yeah, like a. 80s film. Um, Patrick Swayze. Right. Spies like us. Let me ask you a question. Right. Is yeah. there a lock button on it? That, okay. So, so that's, that's the creme brulee part. That's the lock. So there's a lock button. Now, when you hit lock, it's not supposed to go down. Fine. When you take it off lock, now this is just a piece of plastic on top, and you hit it, it's on. Somehow, when I lit it, I you think I, it on? I hit... And I look, <laughs> if you hit lock, it just stays on. Oh so somehow God. I did that. See, if, so if you hit it down, boom, now hit lock and I take, look, I could just take this and throw it to somebody's house and burn the whole house down. That's like a welding machine. Jesus. Right. Like it's totally dangerous. This wow. Thing is you com- should see Rooster walks in like a minute later. He's like, wow, it smells like something was burning in here. <laughs> We're like, yep, that's the smell of Sotolo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call, call, call Manny and tell him, uh, hey, Manny, listen, your cases are not fireproof. Right? <laughs> I need a refund. I need to file a warranty claim. <laughs> what are you guys getting here on the light of the Cruzano Robusto? I definitely taste a little age on it. I taste age. I get a little bit of spice, also a little bit of something sweet. It, it, it's, it's got a little of, a little of a, a multiple flavors, which I like. A little bit of complexity to start. Getting some sweetness. A little sweetness. <laughs> Bam, Bam, uh, Bam's not here. Bam's to not here to say it, but in his honor. In his honor, he would go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, he would hold this in the hand and be like, hmm. Mm. So uh, the Cruzado line from Illusione, um came out in 2008, and it's changed packaging a few times, as I discussed. There's not a lot that I found on the brand. It's owned by uh, Dion Giolito. And this guy is very secretive about the brand uh, and the markings and the symbols and everything, which is the whole name Elysion. All these symbols and whatnot, he won't tell anybody what they are. I think he likes to have a little bit of mystique about his cigars and his brand. Um, even on his website, they have a po- podcast called Disinformation. The whole brand is is built around... Uh, you know, what do you want to call it? Marketing? Marketing. <laughs> Thanks, Puba. As a marketer, I can tell you that that's marketing. Well, it seems like it's working. Because <laughs> this cigar was number six of the year. Yeah. 
But I, like I said, I, I found the brand to be a little confusing, even researching the cigar for the pod tonight. Um, but a lot of people like these cigars. Hey, you know, they're shooting in open space. They're trying to con- make put some mystique around uh, the brand. I got to say, the smoke output is fantastic. I, it, it takes very little to draw. And it is, it's like, I, it, it's, this could be one of the cigars that I've had to put the least effort into the most smoke. I completely agree. Literally read my mind. I love the combustion on this cigar. Yeah. The draw is perfect. Draw is perfect. So I've kept these in my humi. They've been in there probably three, four weeks. So they've definitely come down in humidity since, when, you know, since I purchased them. So these are probably closer now to 64, 65, but it's, it's definitely benefited these versus when I bought them. They were definitely a little spongy. Do you get the sweetness I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I actually yeah, yeah. like the flavor profile this to start. Yeah. So far, it's, it's so far, it tastes real good. It's very different, let's say, than most of the Nicaraguans that we've not had prior to the pod experience with. This it's is, even different from those. This is a Nicaraguan? This is a Nicaraguan Puro. This is nothing like yeah. most Nicaraguans. Wow. Yeah, this is a Nicaraguan Puro. Wow. Pretty wild. Yeah, it's got this natural-looking wrapper on it, but it's not natural-natural. It's got a little bit of... I don't know what the wrapper... The wrapper is Nicaraguan, too? It's yeah. Puro? Yep. Yeah. I remember Ilusiones, they used to have, like, just one skinny band on this, on the sticks. Do you remember that? Yeah, the Epernay's. Epernay, yeah. That's the one I've had. I was going to ask. I feel like you said you've tried something yeah. that they make yeah, before. Epernay. This is my first one. Epernay, was it Epernay. good? Um, it wasn't memorable. I mean, it was okay. I kind of like that I have no band on it. I kind of like that. Yeah. I took the silver band off the gold and I put it back on the cigar. You put know. the band back on? Very elitist of you. I, am. Well, I, just, I like when I'm holding a cigar. I like being able to hold the band in my finger. Why? I don't know why, as opposed to the tobacco. I don't know why. I just like how it feels. You're just showing off. That's just all. Showing off. That's mm. all. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this is very, very pleasant. Burning great. Yeah. Good Absolute, construction. Absolutely burning great. Good construction. You know. I would argue that this is definitely a medium right now, especially as far as Nicaraguans go. I agree. It's like a, the cigar is like a girl that your mom wanted to date. Like, oh, she's got g- great personality. You should really meet her. <laughs> it's not too spicy. <laughs> you mean like a fat chick named Beth or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, you never met her, so you don't know. <laughs> like she's got great personality. Okay. So yeah, these so, cigars so were good. these cigars were about fourteen bucks a piece, which I thought was a little <laughs> pricey for what it is. But um, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what see the we'll see, see what the you know see how it performs. We'll I'm just pleasantly surprised for a cigar that I'm not at all familiar with the brand. Obviously, I've heard of it. I've just never tried anything that they make. I like the flavor notes to start. Yeah, it's pretty good so and far. And it, it does you you do taste some age, which I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you taste tobacco. You know, it's got that kind of. It's got depth. It's a little musty or something. About, yeah. You know, the tobacco is a little musty, yeah. which I think is really nice. 
It's yeah. not like your typical Nicaraguan flavors, though. No. No, it doesn't like smack you in the face with a whole lot. Um, it's good. It's got like, I, I can see it building in strength. It's like full bodied right now, medium to full. In body, not in strength, but. I really want to try this with the bourbon we have tonight, guys, if you don't mind. Um, I'm really interested to see how this is going to pair with it. The Four Roses Small Batch Select, which was sent to us by a listener, a friend of ours in California. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Actually, to the point where I sent him pictures of some others. And he four said roses. No. He's like, nope, that's Me. not the one. He and said I, neither. Neither. So we found the right one. Puba yeah. thankfully found it. So how much was this? It's $59. Okay. With tax. So... I probably drink more bourbon than than the most people in this group. I, so yeah, you and Grinder, I would think, right? Yeah, I, I like bourbon. Um, so I, I, I've I and I kind of I can see where this differentiates itself and sets itself apart from like. Uh, run-of-the-mill like Woodford or, or, or Bullet or something. It's definitely a step up from that. Um, now, we had a sip of this prior to the, you know, because we always take a little bit of a belt <laughs> prior to, prior to the, the recording. But, the pre-tasting. Uh, the pre-tasting. But Senator was talking about, you know, kind of bumping it up against Elijah Craig's um, uh, uh, small batch. Small batch. And... Um, and you were mentioning you thought you liked that better, but um, there's something about this bourbon that like is def it's it's that it is a little bit distinctive for me. There's almost like a I get a lot of cinnamon with this cinnamon, um, but there's like a little bit of a floral aspect to it too, which I thought was kind of nice. Um, and maybe that's where the four rose that, that maybe four roses. Maybe that's where that. Maybe there's some link there. I I, I didn't even. I'm just making that connection now. Um, so there was like an aromatic quality to it that I thought was nice. Um, so I, you know I'm enjoying it. Like I got to say, when Senator first poured it, and uh, we took a, a sip, it was prior to having any ice in there. I it, I was pretty turned off to it. And now as I'm sipping it more, the ice has kind of done its thing, opened it up. It's definitely better than, than that first sip for sure. It's well, really interesting. We've talked about this a little bit before with high-proof um, spirits. It, you, like the palate needs a second to adjust, and I think it was in, the te- even in the, maybe one of the tequila episodes. Like when you first, some of the higher-proof tequilas that we had, when you when they when it first hits your palate, like you may have that, or if you maybe just needs one cube of ice or something, the, the spirits opened up your palate adjusts, and I think you need to give it a chance to kind of develop on the palate before you before making a judgment, you know, to get your palate to adjust properly, because it can be hot. These some of these higher proof. When you say spirits, high proof, what is the proof on this? One hundred and four. Okay. Yeah, that's high. 52. Same with like the rum. You know, if you were to like, if we were to bust out some high proof four square rum, 
you, you know, if you give it a second, maybe just put a small ice cube in it, but give your palate some time to just like adjust to it and everything. Give the spirit just a second to open up in the glass. I think it makes a difference. It definitely. I experienced that tonight. There's no question about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very good, and I think it's pairing very nicely with the cigar. It holds up, yeah. certainly to this Nicaraguan tobacco. Definitely. Um, so for me, you know, I think this. I I like it. I, I'm going to give it. I like it. Do you think it's worth sixty bucks? Let me have another glass. <laughs> <laughs> Then it sure is. A little bit. <laughs> I'm going to have another glass with less ice. Actually, I'm going to just drink this. I'm going to give this cigar a nine on the construction. <laughs> the draw. Yeah, it's amazing. You know? Yeah, I, it, the, fact that, the fact how little effort I have to pull into drawing this for the amount of smoke I'm getting out of it is... I don't know if I've ever experienced something quite like this. Well, I agree. It's kind of wild. It, it, it is. Patron, Patrons do that to a certain degree. All you got to do is kiss it. But usually but, Patrons have a bit more resistance than this. Yeah. Just a touch. Kind of tightly pack the, uh, the, the, the ash, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is a razor sharp burn, many times. So Four Roses is a very, very popular brand of bourbon obviously produced in kentucky um a lot of folks drink this so have you guys had experience with the regular four roses i haven't had that for quite some time no it's not it's not a it's not a bourbon that i've i've really been exposed to before tonight so i've had the, the like entry level yellow label at like a giants game tailgate years ago right um, I mean, I think people like Four Roses because generally their stuff for a bourbon, it, it's not really aggressive like some bourbons by design. Um, it, it's a bit smoother, a little creamier. So I think it, it's just really approachable for a lot of people who want to get into bourbon or who are into bourbon and just want something that is just a little more even keeled, not too right. aggressive. Right, but to be specific, this is the select, so it's a higher proof. Totally. Yeah. Um, small batch. I, I, let's make a, let's batch. make another distinction on top or of that. Or not select. It's small, small batch. batch select. There's also a small batch that's not select. So they they have they have like four or five different levels, and I'm sure there may be even more than than this one right. um, of 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 bourbons that they're releasing above their normal run-of-the-mill uh four roses yeah it's it's a high quality spirit this what we're drinking it's definitely it's 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 satisfying to me so now this is neat like my palate's totally calibrated like i can totally drink this no problem so what do you think of it without ice i think it's good i think it's better with one cube of ice but it's good but that's me that's like Sure. I just want like it to. I like. I don't really drink my bourbon neat. Stuff that's this high proof, I just don't drink neat. Yeah, you know, I typically use it for cocktails as well. Yeah. Good I, in Manhattan. Yeah, or I drink it a little, you know, on the rocks. Um. But very nice. This cigar is definitely working for me right now. I got to be honest. I'm really impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, this yeah. is really, really nice. Pleasantly surprised. About an inch in, the, the, look at the ash on 
I mean, just perfect. Yeah, same. Actually, this is this is not bad at all. By the way, I'm really enjoying the bourbon, and I, you know, I'm not really into bourbons, like having them, you know, either neat or with a cube of ice. I just prefer whiskey, but this is this is great. Yeah, I agree. I I actually, you know, I'm coming around on the bourbon. I I think it's pretty good. The only thing I have a hard time with is honestly the price point, and the reason I say uh, that I agree is um, Elijah Craig's small batch is literally half the price. It's thirty a bottle. And I think that these are, uh, there are some similar qualities. Um, this is probably a bit, uh, this is definitely a bit less aggressive than Elijah Craig's small batch, um, though both on ice mellow out, I think, pretty nicely. And I think that is a richer, deeper flavor where this is a creamier, I don't want to say light, but lighter flavor. So um, I think it kind of depends on the occasion or what you're pairing with it. And I actually think with this cigar, I mean, this cigar has a good amount of flavor, but this is not like a traditional Nicaraguan that would smack you across the face with flavor. Right. So I actually think this pairs really well with this cigar. It, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I also agree with the comment. I, I find this bourbon, I drink bourbon. Um, I, I don't go so, so, so deep, but I mean, I drink it. This has a very creamy and a very smooth it's a it's it's without a doubt it's more way more complex than a woodford it, it's way more complex than some of these other bourbons that i've that i've had i i i do think it offered that there's a creamy aspect to it that i think is really actually quite nice um uh-oh uh-oh he's gonna grab elijah craig no, no woodford reserve do? i'm he's, sure he's moving garcon is moving <laughs> and then we're going to taste it side by side. So while he's moving, just briefly, I found a little bit of a regular production list of what they release. Four Roses bourbon, the normal one, they have, which is an 80 proof. They have the small batch, which is a 90 proof. They have a single barrel, which is 100 proof. And then they have what we're drinking tonight, which is the small batch select, which is 104 proof and has an age statement on it that it's aged six years. Yeah, it's nice. I really like it. Um, they also offer two others, Four Roses Black and Four Roses Super Premium, see, that are only sold in Japan. When you put one ice cube in this thing, like I just poured it and I just put one, one cube yeah. in it, it's creamy, it's smooth, it's got like a, it's, 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 it's a little caramel tasting. It's very nice. It is. It is very nice. I'm actually really I'm really it. liking it. I'm really liking this 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 uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Good luck getting through the chairs. Garçon's okay, so play by play. Garçon's moving around. That's when Senator serves people. He's navigating. He's he's putting out something which appears to be Woodford. He's he's in the he's in the Presbyterian cabinet. He has cabinetry in here that was built by like a Presbyterian <laughs> or something. <It's, laughs> or like a Lutheran. <laughs> Lutheran cabinets. <laughs> he's got, he's got, do I need to move? Can you move? All right. He's confused. There's confusion. He's coming around. Here he comes. He's making his way back. He's got another spirit. He's got the same spirit. He's dishing out what appears to be Woodford Reserve. 
He has some sort of a, an agenda that he's advancing. Let's see what happens here. Okay, he's, well, everyone's going to be back in their respective stations and places momentarily. Not there's, done. Not there's, done yet. There's ice being divvied up. Okay, here he comes. Looks like he's putting one cube. It's going to be apples to apples. <laughs> <laughs> one cube, apples to apples comparison. One cube. Thank you. Okay, that's a little weird. He put two cubes in Gizmo's glass. Yeah, that's understandable. Why he did that, we don't know, but who knows? Maybe. Maybe he's nervous. Well, we don't want you to explode and do something <laughs> bizarre, Giz. Transform like Goonies. All right, Senator's okay, back. Okay, so, so he's back. So what is he trying to so what, what are the, we doing? So the reason I do this, I'm just curious. I, I feel like Woodford is kind of the benchmark for just like an accessible but satisfying bourbon. Right. So I'm just curious for something at less than half the price point, just how, how we would compare it. Sure. I'll, 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 I'll do that now. But no agenda here. I have no idea what to expect. I'm just curious. Yeah, not as creamy. Not as not not as complex. I definitely like the, the finish is definitely more abrupt than the Woodford. The finish is without a doubt longer on the Four Roses Select. Blah 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 blah. What is it? The Four Roses select, Small Batch Select. Small Batch Select. Yeah, definitely better than. The I Woodford. mean, way longer finish. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. This is why I want to do it. I just yeah. like w w we think it's better, but I feel like when you try them side to side, it really makes the case for why this is at a higher price point. Absolutely. The finish is like three times as long. Yeah. On on the four roses. And yeah. I I really like the higher proof of it too. Of the four roses. Yeah, this feels sharp. Like when I went back in my throat on the dab. <laughs> You're talking the uh the Woodford. The Woodford. Yeah. 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 I mean the finish is just it stays, it stays, it stays, it stays. It's still there. I can still taste it. Where the Woodford, it's just, it's there and it's gone. Yep. So I think that says a lot. Wow, I just relit this because as I was running around pouring that, the combustion on this cigar it's fantastic. is truly, I think Giz might have used the word special. Yeah. Very unique. I mean, perfect. I like the smoke. And I, you guys know that, like, I'm really not close, you know. Back to the new world. Well, no, I like Padron and I like Davidoff, like a tool bag. But... Um, this is good. This is really good. I really like this. <laughs> this is a good cigar. I don't know anything about this brand. Yeah. I have no bias. I don't know who this illusion a dude is and what his agenda is, but this smoke, like it almost, so the wrap, what I kind of like about it is that, um, the construction's really good, but the wrapper's got like this toothy aspect to it it's it's i wouldn't call it rustic really because the seams are tight like it's tight like the construction's good but it's toothy it's got this toothy wrapper and it's it, it tastes good yeah i am like there's some bumps on it when you run your fingers across it it's like kind of bumpy you can see a sheen. There are these oils. It's very nice. I also like it hasn't lost the flavor. I mean, we've talked about this so many times where how many cigars have we reviewed where the first third we say, wow, this is really, really good. And then the second third, now we're starting to lose the flavor. It's changed a lot in not a good way. 
this still has maintained exactly what I liked in the first third. And I'm hoping it lasts all the way through. But so far, this is really good. It's really good. Yeah. What, what, what flavor notes are you guys getting on this? Me, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of cocoa. A little espresso. A little, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Coffee, like, like a mocha. Yeah, but unlike a Padron. But not like a Padron. No, right? No, that's why I'm not sure that I would say espresso. For me, espresso is is more on the darker, even a little more bitter side. Like for me, it's a creamier cocoa. So like yeah. a coffee with cream. Yeah. yeah, coffee. That's that's fair. Like a latte or something. Yes. There's a cream. And you know what's, you know, it's funny how we do the pod. Because you're right. It is creamier than that, than espresso. It's like a cappuccino almost. Like yes. Kind yeah. of thing that's going on with it. And when you put it with this Four Roses that's got this creamy aspect to it. It's perfect. I mean, I'm not, this isn't the alcohol talking. This is the, this is, I'm being serious. This is, it's weird how in this podcast that sometimes these serendipitous type of pairings happen that are just like, why is this happening? I think that this is a pretty solid pairing. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Because there's like this creamy element to the to the bourbon and there's a creamy element to the cigar that's really quite pleasant. Agree. I do wonder because we don't know. You know how long were these cigars sitting in that brick and mortar? Were they there for six months? Were they there for six years? Who knows? I wonder how age has affected this because these are clearly there is some age on these, no doubt about it. Yeah, there's something going on. There's with no this doubt cigar. about it. What is yeah. the cigar? Illusion. What the hell is this cigar again? <laughs> it's an <laughs> it's an Illusion Cruzado, uh, Cruzado, uh, uh, which is the, the 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 line, and it's just called the Robusto Classic. What's the price at? Fourteen bucks. That's pretty there good. There you go. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Fourteen dollar cigar in a retail store. Yeah, that was at the B and M. So I think online you could probably get them for ten, twelve bucks. You know, but what? this is sorry. No, go, no, ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, why don't they put like box dates on New World sticks? It's a great what question. Are, Too much money. They do on Padrones. <laughs> yeah, it's right. They, they do, do on Padrones, but it's on that little yes. piece of paper. It's the little not white on the piece box. of paper. Yep. It if has you, the name of the person that rolled it. Everything. Yep. But how easy would it be? Just stamp the date on it. So, I agree. You know. So it's, it's like Cubans need to be aged. New Worlds. Yeah, but I mean, you just want to know what, you yeah. know. No, I agree. The I yeah. agree. I mean, I think actually, so it just trying to get in their head, like why that's the case. I think I would, I would be confident in saying a majority of new worlds are aged yeah. before they're boxed Definitely. and shipped to yeah, us. That's, that's true. So yeah. the, the thinking is like, you don't need the box code because we've already aged it at a point at which it's ready to smoke. We're in, obviously with Cubans, they're just boxing them right after you know they they, they just want to pump them and out that's and i would think from out. a i would think from a sales standpoint you don't want to put it in the consumer's head by stamping a date on it that older cigars are better so that people are chasing certain dates or codes of new world cigars but, like, but the reason i say like getting in their head it, it's honestly not all that relevant is we get a box of Padron Exclusivos that we all love yeah and it says i mean i i just from our clubhouse just to support them i had uh, literally two days ago, picked up a box of exclusivos. 
And I see in the little white piece of paper in there, it says the roller's name and it says it was boxed in 2022. That they've aged it for four years though before that. Yeah. So right, like, right. does it really matter to me? No, because I know it's ready to smoke. When right. we well, get a box, it, it, we and know they're, they're aging ready to their go. tobacco in a proprietary fashion. Right. And that's completely different than what anybody else does. And, and for years' time. Yeah. I mean, four yeah. years. Yeah. Well, it it, it kind of matters because you know because even if the box is sitting, it's still aging. Yep. Right. Although the tobacco is aged, but when when it's produced. When it's boxed and you put a box coat on it, so it's still aging while it's sitting. So even if you have some Absolutely. boxes, I mean, so you you know you have some boxes. It'd be nice to know, like, well, I have a couple of Padron boxes. Well, Padron does does have the box coat, but other boxes don't. We should start creating new world box codes. You know, put our own dates <laughs> on. Just well, like we'll when. When like Miguel like is like the name of the roller at like Padron that rolls his cigar, we're just going to create a code for whenever he rolls, put the yeah. date. And yeah. Chase that code. System. But like M- but M- like, MIG 2019. <laughs> but like, by the way, it's not that unusual for for certain aficionados to actually age padrones. So like they do. One of the reasons how we got to how I ended up finding the group that we're in was was through. Uh, uh, like one of the greatest YouTube uh, pe- like uh, cigar u- channels ever, which is Dr. Joe. Second to the lounge lizards, but keep going. Yeah, second to the lounge. <laughs> well, yeah, but his is a video. A he did a video. But Dr. Joe really would go through, and he would have like, oh, yeah, he'd pull out, you know, he was all over the place, but he would pull out, he'd go into these desktop humidors and pull out um, like it really aged like family reserve stuff, all kinds of stuff that he would be pulling out and be like, I've had this cigar for like six years. I'm going to smoke it like, and it's going to be amazing. So he would, it's not unusual for people to age singles or age handfuls of, of Padrones and just see what happens. I mean, I think it's a probably a really cool thing to do. And right. And you had that box. I have a, I have a box right now, a 10 year old natural coronas that are padrones from 2012 and they're definitely better than the young i have a 2019 or 2018 box they're way better yeah now i don't experience that with exclusivos well that's the thing so it's funny you say that i want to talk about that box you have because it was really instructive for me i think for padrone that the maduros don't need much more than that four years of aging they already get i think for the natural wrappers there is a much greater benefit in more age. I say that because Giz had given me, and I'm sure some other guys, uh, the box he's describing. It's got 10 years of age. It's a, a small ring gauge. Wonderful cigar. I remember. I didn't, lighting, I didn't get it. Yes, you did. You did. You were there. I yeah, actually I remember you were there for this. Right. I forget. That tobacco was cultivated. <laughs> I forget. Was cultivated 14 years ago. Right. Yeah. Which is amazing. And I remember Giz giving me one of these, and I didn't. I I don't usually smoke natural in Padron, so. For me, it was something new and different. Also, that ring gauge I had not had in the 64 line. And I lit that up and I said, wow, this is an incredible afternoon smoke. And then I wondered, I said to him, you know, I wonder if the the younger ones will smoke the same way. And fast forward a couple of years later, I, I think maybe you had gotten. I got, younger, a, I got a younger box at a really great deal. Yeah. And they're totally different. Totally. And we smoked one together yeah. yep. and we said, wow, it, it's not yeah. the same. No, it, it wasn't. Let's just me. say it wasn't bad, no, but it, it just wasn't as refined as or elegant. Yeah. Right. As, as the, yeah, that as was the 2012. A, that was a really spectacular cigar. So there is something to it. I think, you know, setting aside like 
like Nicaraguan cigars is not going to hurt them. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think that they can develop into something that's interesting. That, it, that And some people don't think about doing that because they are so good right out of the box. And, well, and how they start their process and their proprietary process at Padron is so unique and so good. So I, I have a proposal. I think the FDA should stop trying to classify cigars under the same regulations as cigarettes and should instead require box codes on all new worlds. <laughs> That's all I want to see. Perfect. Well, you know, the other thing I want to say too, you know, not they're not Nicaraguan, but Dominican. We've talked about the benefit of time on the Fuente Opus line, you know, where folks have sure. had, I think Rooster was talking about original Opus or, or Opus that have significant age. I think, Senator, you said you had some, some Opus that had age on it at some point. A number of us did, and it was, exactly. it was truly outstanding. So that, that's a cigar, even though it's Dominican, that either A, the age that they're coming out with now, they're just not ready, and they're rushing them out, or they just really need time to develop. Yeah. Speaking of Opus, just really quick, yeah. I came across this, uh, I think, yesterday, and I meant to send this around to the group. We've talked about shark-shaped yeah. cigars that we love. There's obviously. three of them, right? There's an Opus, uh, there's yes. a Anejo, and there's the Don Carlos. Correct. There is more than that now, apparently. Mm. Uh, I saw so a retailer um, uh, just across the border in New York State. Not New York City, but just across New York State. So I think Rooster probably knows what I'm talking about. We bought some stuff from them. Um, they just got in this super limited, it's called the... Opus Destino Seaglow Shark. Seaglow? It's an Opus Shark with another secondary band that says Destino Seaglow. They look beautiful. I've never had this. I hadn't even heard of it. I'd be curious to try it. Wow, they look great. What a presentation. Wow. Wow. You can't fault Fuente for their effort in, in that regard. I think it's all marketing. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't fault them. They nope. do good market. Hey, they, they yeah, keep he's the a, name he's, out he's there. Really they, do, they do good stuff. I yeah. mean, the, the look at the look at the right. Look at the huge ash, Fuente ashtray you're ashing in right now. Uh, you know, very nice. Yeah, right. Yeah, Everyone's and I, and I love ashtray. on there. It says you can never rush the hands of time. That's obviously Fuente's thing. Yeah. The only unfortunate part, I love a lot of Fuente cigars. I think those sharks come out a little too early, but yeah, it's a nice slogan. Speaking of Fuente, we didn't talk about this. Did you guys see that uh, Carlito uh, is suing General Cigar over the letter X? Yes. So CAO Cigars, I guess. It's part of Davidoff, right? Um, I think they're distributed by Davidoff, but I'm not sure. I think they're. Ge- I think it's General Cigar has CAO. I don't know if Davidoff distributes. Oh, I'm thinking of Avo. You're I'm thinking sorry. of Avo. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, CAO. Uh, I guess they have a band that has a big letter X on it, and the Fuente family sued them over the letter X. Yeah. Well, look, I'm no Supreme Court justice, but we've talked about this yet. On a- <laughs> yet <laughs> yet <laughs> that'll be the day <laughs> but we've talked about this on another episode i have a great solution one should put an apostrophe before the there X you go and the other after <laughs> the, the x there you go problem solved <laughs> i can't wait till they kick the tires on senator at the congressional hearing he sitting there with the a sh- cigar he get the shit kicked out of him <laughs> 
<laughs> as we all would. <laughs> See, uh, I, I, I thought the lawsuit was interesting, suing over the letter X. I guess they have a trademark on that band, the Opus X band, but um, CAO obviously is disputing that. Well, does the X look like the Opus X? Not really. No, I mean, that's the thing. Look, I, I love Carlito and everything he does. I, I think whatever the outcome is, I don't think there's any consumer that looks at that other band and thinks that that's an Opus. It, it's not. No I mean, the Opus X has such a following. It's totally different. The band is so ornate. I mean, yeah, totally different. Yeah, I mean, you could sue anyone for anything. You've got, ele- you've got 11 players on Live, the Live Golf Tour, <clears throat> suing the PGA yeah. with a class action lawsuit, antitrust suit, Mickelson, uh, DeChambeau, and like nine other players um, filed an antitrust lawsuit in federal court. Um, uh, and, and three players, uh, Matt, Matt Jones, Hudson Swafford, and Taylor Gooch, are also seeking a temporary restraining order that would allow them to compete in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, so this is very interesting that there's basically the lawyers that are representing these suspended players, believe, they believe that the PGA Tour's ban on players who join live um, uh, has vastly strengthened the ban and it encompasses not only PGA Tour events, but also the four majors, which are organized by separate governing bodies. And that, that the, so this is very interesting um, that. Uh, I just don't know how the PGA. How this is going to play out. Yeah, you know? I don't know how the PGA thinks, uh, you know, I was asking before we, we came on because we were talking about it, but. There's no collective bargaining agreement, you know, similar to other leagues where, you know, the players make these agreements when they sign in to play in the league. Like, I don't know how they can just say, like, you're out. But that, that, honestly, I think that's what actually makes it easier for them to do that, right? So when these things are not strictly codified, when it is not a clear contract drawn up that says, under only these circumstances, you can do X, Y, or Z, which is how under a collective bargaining agreement, they're trying to game out every possible scenario and set really clear rules of the road. When that doesn't exist and you're uh, almost voluntarily saying that you choose to be a member of that, I mean, they can make the rules whatever they want. That's why, I mean, if I were a defense attorney, sure, I'd represent them too and tell them that they have a case. I would be stunned if they're able to win that. Well, the, the, what the purpose of this action is, is to sh- essentially strike down the PGA Tour's anti-competitive rules and practices that prevent what, you, what, what the live players are defining themselves as independent contractor golfers from playing when and where they choose. Um, so their provisions um, in the Tour Handbook, the PGA Tour Handbook in to- of, of, in tournament regulations, that each member acknowledges that the commissioner, the tour's policy, uh, and the appeals committee have the authority to permanently ban a member from playing in tour co-sponsored, approved, or coordinated tournaments if the member violates its regulations. Hmm. And, um, you know, there's this code of ethics, and there's one regulation in there that prohibits tour players from playing in events where there is a PGA Tour-approved sponsored event 
taking place at the same time. So there's a timing issue too in terms. I mean, there's only so oh, many like the tournaments same or something. Right, exactly. Like in other words, like you, you know, if you have a tour card and then you play in these competing events at the same time. Um, so there's all these bylaws and rules and the tour claims it has this legal authority to issue, issue these disciplinary measures. So it's just, it's going to get complicated. It's going to get messy. And, and, and all, all I have to really say in the matter is I know I watched the broadcast on it YouTube. Was, it was, I did too. It was unwatchable. At Trump Bedminster. It was fucking unwatchable. It was horrible. It was, you, it's a shotgun start. You can't follow. And the way they did the pairings was weird. Like, like the pairings, the, the team members, they have these teams on live and the team members like the aces or the bombers or whoever aren't even paired together. Yeah. Plus it's a shotgun start. So you can't see how things are kind of tracking from hole to hole really like you would in, it's a very in a traditional in a traditional stroke play tournament. What I don't understand about the shotgun start is, is they have so fewer players than the PGA does. Why not stage them out like the PGA well, does? For, it makes because no sense. of time. Ah, okay. It, and they're only 54 hole yeah. tournaments, not 72 hole tournaments. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, I want to ask you something after you make that point. Right? Yeah, so, so, so it's because of time. It's essentially you know, time. So think about it. If you're, you have all these pairings and they're teeing off in the morning and everyone just kind of goes out. It's a 10-hour, 12-hour day. You know, yeah. 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 So I get it. I get it. I mean, these guys who left, didn't leave, but they wanted to play for live golf are getting paid an absurd amount of money. Yeah, bongo right? bucks. So sure. if they win the antitrust, why wouldn't every single PGA player want to play for live? Yeah. And do both and yeah. make money both ways. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I just like why, why but, on only this issue, I'm sympathetic to the PGA Tour is because, look, at the end of the day, I mean, if someone were to create a rival league to the NFL or the NBA or any of these sports, I mean, you know, the, the amount of money that they're able to generate, like there is a contract, right? You say that you will play and compete in this league, and of course, we don't want you to compete in any other competing league. And so I, I just find it really hard to sympathize with the players that are, are suing. Now, again, if, if it violated a clear contract, that's one thing that I'm hundred percent on their side, but they're but, independent contractors. They're right. not employees like they are in the NFL. Or the exactly. NBA. Which is where the organization can make its own rules. I mean, let's just look, let's use ride sharing as an example. They're all independent contractors. If you're a Uber or Lyft driver, you're an independent contractor. Uber or Lyft can change the rules any day yeah. of the week, any hour of the day they want. That is the arrangement. There is no official employment agreement that states that you get X in return for Y, which is why I'm saying I just find it hard to understand how any court is going to suggest that the PGA Tour can't prohibit them from competing in the FedEx Cup. The only area that I think that maybe there are some teeth, even though if they win, it's not going to be that meaningful, is sure, the four, other, the four majors are governed by other bodies, and so if the PGA Tour, if they can prove in court, and I feel so silly because now I'm like putting my lawyer hat on. but Supreme Court Justice Senator. Yeah. <laughs> but if they can prove, which will be difficult, but if they can prove that the PGA Tour has actively tried to push those other four governing bodies of the other majors into banning them as well, as opposed to 
them just deciding that on their own or yeah. there being no paper trail that they said, hey, we don't think they should compete in your tournament. That, that's the only place to me that this might have some legs, but the burden of proof is pretty high. So there. let me ask you this. I thought the most interesting thing about this action was not that it was filed, but that what came out of it was that Phil Mickelson, nobody knew this, but he was banned for two years from the PGA months and months ago that nobody knew about simply for talking to other tour players and trying to recruit them to, to live. So the PGA banned him from events simply for talking to other players right. about it. So Which there's is the a... same way that Uber could do, right? Like this is what this is the blessing and a curse of being an independent contractor. Guess, yeah, like yeah. they can't have it both ways. They want flexibility, but the flexibility goes on both sides. So if Uber decided that they want to terminate a driver because they have found out that they're actively recruiting the drivers lift. off their platform to Lyft, they have every legal right to do that. So. Yeah. I have a hard time sympathizing with Phil Mickelson. Like you can't want it one way and, and not go the other where I want the ultimate flexibility. But now if the governing body has the flexibility to decide I'm not allowed to do that, I, I want to bring a legal action. I mean, how, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because if the live golfers are able to prove that the PGA tour held control of this market, the antitrust questions become more relevant, at which the point the tour may have a tougher time making their case. By the way, that's that, was... that that's what they're talking about, and that's at the core of it because the bylaw, which I need to Google and find, there's a very broad bylaw in the PGA Tour uh, handbook uh, that really gives them a lot of latitude. And when you earn that card, that tour card, and you sign up, you sign up to these rules. So there's there's a lot of latitude that you agreed that that the players agreed to um, uh, that in terms of the PGA's ability to govern uh, the tour. So uh, this is going to be a fight. It's interesting. I, I, I you know I, I, I you know not to beat this horse to death, but I, I I will say we're not a sports show. We're not sports experts by any means, but. Um, but I, mean, I would isn't uh, isn't PGA concerned about their ratings? Like if half the yes. players on the PGA, you know, play for Live Golf and not playing for PGA, well, of course so they the are. Top yeah. names are gone. Of course, so. of course and, and they as are. They should be. I mean, that's where. Like, look, the PGA Tour has many, many flaws. I'm not going to defend the body as a whole, but I just honestly find it ridiculous to think that th there is no obligation on the PGA Tour's part to make it easier or even acceptable for players to play for multiple different, you know, bodies and do whatever they want. That's not in their interest and they're not required to do that. Now, if they were somehow, which is not what's happening, preventing players from joining live outside of anything the PGA tour is doing, obviously there's a legal action there and they would be prohibited from doing that. But by them simply saying you can compete in our events, if you're going to go play for them, make your choice. Yeah. And the amount of money these guys are paid, it's been a very easy choice for some of them. Go yeah. take your paycheck, make it's, your $200 million and stop fucking it's complaining. Been a, it's been an easy choice for all of them, where the guy who placed last and shot in the 80s, what did he make? Pat, Seven, per, Pat, Pat Perez. Perez. Seven, yeah. 750 grand or something? He shot 80. <laughs> I'm going to start playing golf. <laughs> I mean, you're going to start playing for the live? <laughs> If Pagoda's Pagoda not here, that's you know where he's at. He's, he's you know, shooting so, in the eighties, right? So it is, it, and, and, and look, the, the the it's they have a lot of work to do. Uh, my expectations in terms of this being 
given the and we can leave it at this because we're not a sports show but but i'll leave is that the broadcast was not that great i turned it, it on i turned i turned it off in two minutes the format is going to take some adjusting and uh Faraday does a good job but there also there's music playing in the background while people are putting and there's kind of pandemonium you've it's it's just odd that's an easy fix right i mean the uh the broadcast side and all of that. Well, that no, but you would fixed. think with the hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. that are being doled out that yeah. they would have had this worked out. Right. Let's uh, also say this. We think it, it should, you're, you're right in that it should be an easy fix, Rooster. The problem is let's look at something like Sunday Night Baseball that's been around for God knows yep. how long, yep. and it's never been fixed. I mean, ESPN has the resources of look at Apple. Major look at Apple's Friday Night Baseball. Apple, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. So yeah. it may not be as easy as we yeah. think, but yeah. I, I just wouldn't uh, rule out the Saudis buying CBS or uh, Jim Nance. <laughs> so that, Jim may Nance, be, yeah. that may solve all their problems. Yeah. And Barkley. Wow. Wall Street won't go for that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway. This right. cigar's been good. Yeah, huh? we're in the last third here, boys, of the Illusion Cruzado Robusto Classic. I think it's very, very good. I'm, I'm picked, very surprised. It's picked up in strength toward the, yeah. the last third, which I like. In a very nice way. Yeah. It's not kicking us around. Yeah, it's very surprising how good this has been. It's a, good, it's a pretty good cigar. What do you think, Pagoda? I'm you, really enjoying it. You buy I'm box? enjoying the combination as well. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. For 14 bucks, maybe 12 bucks. I don't know. I haven't really looked for it, but. I mean, at retail, if you were paid 14, I'm sure online yeah, you can you get them pretty cheap. 12, maybe even 10. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can get them. You could probably get a box for like 200 bucks of 25 or whatever. It's good. And this combination's great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, the Four that. Roses has been a very and nice. To whoever suggested well, this. We That's our friend in California. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, we'll call him O. Call him O in Cal. Oh, in Cal. Yeah, no, this is great. Like, I'm not the kind of guy who would go and buy a bourbon and just sip it. Yeah. Because for like 60 bucks, you can, I like, I like the Belvini 12. I'd rather do that. Yeah. Uh, but I think um, this is interesting. And but I'll like definitely the, have a bottle of this. This would go great with the D4 because it's got that, it's got like creamy cinnamon. cinnamon. And that's what a D to me. That's what a D four delivers. It would complement a partagas uh, with some age on it, where you get that cinnamon blast. Like yeah. that, that would really pair nice with this. And it, it kind of holds up to a cigar that's got some some body and some strength. And I think that that's a merit in the spirit. Pleasantly sure. surprised, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, Giz, what did I tell you when we talked about Foursquare right in the beginning? I said, oh, nah. Four, the, four Roses. Four Roses. Four Roses, yeah. I said, there was a buddy of mine who's really into these, and uh, he listens to the podcast, so it'll be interesting to see what he has to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's it's good, a good bourbon. bourbon. Good bourbon. Um, very good bourbon. What, what is the best bourbon that you guys I think have? Pappy, Pappy is the best, right? I, li- I like Blanton's a lot. I think Blanton's, Blanton's is, is very good. Yeah, listen, we need to do, uh, get Blanton. We need somebody to get, we suggested need to do that. Yeah. yeah, we definitely need to do yeah, that. And the Mickers is, 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 yeah, like is solid. Mictors I like Mickers. The, the only problem with Blanton's is the, the price. They're, yeah. they're gouging now. I yeah. mean, retailers are literally, this is the definition of price gouging. 
It's like hundred bucks now or something. Yeah, I've seen even more at some places. I mean, it's crazy. I you mean, know, Blanton's was always less happening? than half that. I mean, it's outrageous. And, and, and what's Pappy's at? Oh, that's oh, a fucking forget that. Thousands, thousands. Serious. Wow. I told you guys we, we you need to watch Pappygate on Netflix. It'll tell the whole story. Huh. I'll just say this: huge I'm not a huge bourbon guy. Every single person I know who's as deadly serious about bourbon as I am wine and scotch. Every one of them has had it. I know friends who even have bottles of it. Everyone says it's not at all worth that price point. Overrated, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I've, 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 had, I've had it. Yeah, it's a Cohiba. Cohiba of uh, bourbons. Yeah, I've had it. Is it is it excellent? It's excellent. But it's it's the Cohiba, right. It's yeah. it's not worth the money. It's, yep. it's the rareness of it that in... in Look, you you you, you want to. Uh, if you're living in Malibu and you got a great view and you want to have a cigar, you know, in your in your ten million dollar house and you have some people over and you bust out the pappy, does it make people smile? Absolutely. And when you're loaded, like you know, beyond loaded, and you want to break out some pappy Van Winkle. Does it make people happy? And is that going to make you happy and blow up your scene for the night? And people are going to be like, dude, I had like three glasses of Pappy Van Winkle. This was great. We said, I'm looking at the ocean. Absolutely. Like for that person, it's worth the money. It works, yeah. It works. And there's the, there's enough people out there and there's a small enough supply of that that there's a market for that. We're like, just not that market. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other one that I really like is Eagle Rare. But if I hit the yeah, pot, Eagle, Eagle Rare, Rare is good. Eagle too. Rare was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the yeah, price Buffalo point. Trace, I, I, well, that's the same distillery. It, it is. It's a Buffalo yeah. Trace. And the price point on that is fantastic for what it delivers. You know. Yeah. You did say it, it did have a lot of age in it, right? The Eagle Rare? Yeah, it's 10 years. Ten, I mean, the years. reason I give Eagle Rare so much credit as someone who prefers scotch to bourbon. It's one of the only bourbons that actually puts an age statement that guarantees that there is minimum 10 years age on what's in that bottle. How they do that at that price point, I'll never understand because all these other bourbons that you see on the shelf, go find me another age statement at that price point. I mean, even double that price point, you won't find an age statement. That's what's crazy and really respectable to me about what Eagle Rare is able to produce. Yep, yep. Absolutely. By the way, I was talking to a couple of of my buddies who were listening to this uh, podcast, and they're, they're really into mezcal. I know people have their opinions about mezcal. Maybe it's one of those things we should try. Yeah, oh, we Rick, have Ricky's, Ricky's, uh, Chef Ricky's teeing us up uh, for, a for a mezcal. mezcal. T- oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to do mezcal with him for sure. Ricky's promised me that I will drink a mezcal that he provides that is not going to taste like a campfire in a bottle, which is what I am <laughs> trying to find. Something that is not that. Right. Because I will right. never forget being at a bar once and some girls walking by. I was sitting at the bar in a chair with a, a couple friends. Some drunk girl stumbling by and she spills her drink all over my arm. I, to this day, will never forget the smell of that mezcal <laughs> on my shirt. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. What I, about I've the girl? Had, I've had what some... happened? Did you get her number? <laughs> Senator, we need more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, the mezcals that I've had, I haven't had the right ones, that's for sure. Or it's been exposed to them in the right way, so I'm looking forward to that from Ricky. Yeah, Ricky will hook us up. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So what do you guys think? You guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on the uh, bourbon tonight? Sure. All right. Pagoda, you're up. Listen, I'm in a very generous mood today. <laughs> and this is going to be a nine. Ooh. I, d- I never would have imagined I'd ever rate a bourbon a nine. but Excellent. I really enjoy it. Oh, my Thank Lord. You, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Senator. All right. So this, this has surprised me. Um, Four Roses is honestly not a brand that I have ever had any affinity toward. Um, it's interesting to hear you say, Giz, that there's a Four Roses small batch and a Four Roses small batch select. I've definitely yeah. not had this before. Yeah. Um, this was really satisfying. I would definitely drink it again. Um, I'm left impressed. The only thing that factors into my rating is just the price point is a bit high for other small batch bourbons for what it is and what it delivers. Nonetheless, I'm at a solid eight. You didn't like it in the beginning, right? You kind of changed. We, yeah. It, first it, sip wasn't great. The first sip wasn't great. You but to Booba's point, it was, just a, it was a palate adjustment thing, I think. Well, that too. But when it settles in with ice, it, it's, it's great. Solid eight. Yeah. I'm going to go with a nine. And this has definitely been a very impressive and delicious bourbon for me. I, I definitely put it toward the higher end of bourbons that I've had. And I've not had a ton, but... It's it's definitely a nine for me. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I I like bourbon. I like this bourbon. I'm giving it a nine, and in the voice of our beloved, the illustrious Pagoda, it's a nine, it's a nine, it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's a nine. It's yeah. a nine. <laughs> Thanks for the recommendo. With that, boys, the formal liquor rating on this is an eight point eight, which I think is a perfect score. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Very fair. And I think that does factor in the price of it, which I think is a little high, honestly. I, if this was... Inflation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, if you want to charge this $60, like, bucks. we put an age statement on yeah. there, like smooth out some of the early rough edges when this is neat. You know, there, there, are, there are things at that price point that could be done to make this, I think, like a perfectly spectacular spirit. Nonetheless, really, really enjoyable, and I would drink it again. Absolutely. I'll reach for it. I'll reach for it. So, boys, we're coming to the end here of the Illusion Cruzado Robusto Classic. What do you guys think? I've really enjoyed it. I, I'm shocked. It's pretty good. It, you know what? I, can I say something? Uh, and, and to your credit about the fact that because of the podcast we're trying a lot, I'm pointing to Puba, by the way. Okay. I, I got to say that... This has happened quite a few times now yeah. in, with recently. I mean, we do, uh-huh. we do an, every other week we do a, a new world and we've been doing a, doing a lot of new worlds that we've never tried before. And this has really been one a, of the better another ones. revelation. Another it's, one. It's one of the best. It's, it's one of the be- And I'm a dick <laughs> when it comes to new world cigars. <laughs> we kind I'm of a agree. real asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You kid, you kid, I got you. Uh, but uh, this was good. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, really this, good. This was a really good I cigar. mean, there are a few cigars that I've never had any experience with that I am down to the nub. I got I've a half enjoyed. inch left, and I'm like praying that I can get Dude, a couple there's more. there's no t- rough edges down Nothing. the stretch, right? Am I wrong? Nothing. Nothing. There's not one moment in this cigar that I haven't enjoyed. And yeah. I can't believe it that uh, you guys have smoked more than I have because yeah, uh, wow. more than half an hour. 
you know, I've become a slow smoker. Thank you. Good training. <laughs> I, don't be- I don't believe that for a minute. I think this is, this, this is an outlier. Yeah, I, I, I'm very pleasantly surprised. You guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing? Yeah. All right. Rooster, you're up. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Pooba. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, I feel like I would buy this. I, yeah. I'm going to buy I'm it. Not, I feel like I'm going to buy this. And like outside of a shark or a, or a Padron uh, or some of the Davidoffs that I really like, I would think I would. I mean, I, I have no idea. The Illusionone, what is it? <laughs> it's <laughs> being generous. We've been here for an hour and 10 minutes. Cassion. He still has no idea what's going on. Don't worry. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. I'm a part of that, by the way. Just, I can't talk about it. Um, I, really, I really liked it. I mean, I'm... I'm Do it. Do it. No, do it. no, do no, it. Just no, do no, it. no, 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 no. No, don't I, hedge. I'm not just hedging. I'm not hedging. No, you're hedging. No, you're hedging. I'm not. You're yeah, definitely yeah. hedging. No, I'm we not. know where you are. Yeah, just say, just say it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Uh, I mean, it. I can't. No, no, no. We know Who but live in the moment. Live in the moment. Experience that you've had. What was it? It was good. It was good with this with this particular bourbon. I'm. Yeah, the I bourbon, can't, I bourbon can't do aside. it. And the price point. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah. <laughs> I like the cigar. Oh my gosh. I really like the cigar. Oh I'm my it gosh. Wow, well, we pulled that out of them. We did. That's the highest rating on a new world by Puba. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Aside from Padron and the good, Shark. man. I'm not going to lie. It's good. <laughs> I'm right with him. It's a nine for me. Wow. No doubt. Uh, it's good. I'm stunned. I mean, I've been just shocked start to finish by this cigar i'm also a nine let's I'm go it a nine. i'm in a generous mood as well it's a nine it's right. many I mean, this is a good cigar it I is can't deny it. 8.8 8.8 8, baby formal lizard uh, rating 8.8 good same, smoke same, same as a four roses yeah both of them 8.8 8. what what a killer pairing i mean this is one of the better perfect. new worlds that we've had I'm not i agree lie. i agree oh, yeah. And a great I pairing. I wish we could pairing. pair. We could rate the pairings. The, the pairings, pairings are nine. The pairing, I'd give a ten on this. Oh, this I agree. Is great. These, the, these two things are perfect for each other. It it's, I don't know how this worked out. Thank you, O, uh, for the for the recommendation on the bourbon. But this is freaking. I don't know what it is. This cigar is good, but it's a weird box. It's a weird thing you got. I don't know what you got here. This I'll, go, I'll go get the rest of gold medal. <laughs> What Whatever cigar is, is this? <laughs> the Illuminati Robusto. No, seriously, you got to repeat what the name is. The Illusion uh-huh. Cruzado mm-hmm. Robusto Classic. All right. You need to text that to me. What, what was the rating? It's going to be on the episode when it 93. comes out. <laughs> what was the rating on the Liga Privada number nine? I'll tell you right now. It's le- it rated lower than this, I bet. It did? No, 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 it rated higher. No, that, that rated really well. No, that was a bigger, it was 8. a bigger quorum though. Quorum. I remember I rated it. I probably rated that nine. out of ten. Oh really? Ten or yeah. I want to say nine point two, I think. Eight point four. Wow. What? Oh, it was lower. Eight point four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I prefer the League of Nine over this. But you know, Which that was this is this is episode, I don't know, forty five or something. 
Uh, that was episode number 10. But I, again, I, That's this is the beauty of what we're doing here. Everyone's palate's a little bit different, and I'm not at all surprised if Roos, when Rooster says that he would rate the league a nine higher. We know Rooster likes a really full-bodied New World cigar. That delivers. I mean, that's like yeah. a Pedro yeah. 90th. That's yeah, right like, in his wheelhouse. For yeah. Puba, do I think the Pedro 90th is in his wheelhouse? Not or really. Every, no, it's really not. not. Really, no, yeah. not this really. cigar, totally in his wheelhouse. So I, this all, I think, makes perfect sense. That's up. You know what's interesting about it's this cigar, too? It is right now where I'm sitting, having this cigar, I'm craving, like... It's want it's 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 causing me to want to have another cigar. I agree. In, I, in I a agree. very good way, not in, in a way. way that it's making me want more, but it's like it's just like I want to keep the party going. No, which is absolutely. how every good cigar should. That's what it yes. should deliver. There was just the right amount of nicotine. Yep. There was just the right amount of body. There was no rough edges. I mean, I'm down to the nub on this thing. I, I, I don't know where this cigar came from. I don't know if I should know about this fucking thing <laughs> or not know about it, but all I can tell you is that I liked it. What was the name of it, Puba? Illusion. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> oh, awesome. What a great night, guys. What a great pairing. Yeah, it was great. Very, totally very, very great, great pairing. It, it didn't fade out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No way. Great it, smoke. It delivered, delivered, delivered. I'm still smoking it. Awesome. So, boys, an 8.8 for both the Four Roses Single Batch Select and the Illusion Cruzado in Robusto Classic. Great pairing, great night. What a pairing. Great pairing. Outstanding. Absolutely. All right, boys. Perfect. We'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod.com. P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>